From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center taking fabulous care of us in absolutely every conceivable way, so we appreciate that. He makes sure the show is all glued together and uh, that our guest is ready for me to say. On the news line with us now is Dr. Saqib Siddiqui from Evangelical Community Hospital. He's a cardiologist from the Heart and Vascular Center of Evangelical Community Hospital. He's helping us kick off our Rock Red for Healthy Hearts interviews this month, as we call it to heart health, heart attack prevention, and just uh, healthy living. I was going to say healthy, wealthy living. Maybe you can give us some advice on that, too, but uh, we appreciate him on the line. Good morning, Dr. Siddiqui. Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here with you this morning. Well, I really do appreciate you you checking in. I I think we've learned so much through these interviews, and we're probably all trying to take good care of ourselves. Uh, Throughout Heart Month, is just a little bit of awareness so crucial to this? I I have to think that sometimes you're talking to a cardiac patient, and they're hearing some of these important messages for the first time. So is Rock Red for Healthy Hearts an information key for patients and heart health? Yeah, this month I think we should focus, focus on your heart, focus on the things that can cause heart disease. So there's a lot to know about the heart, there's a lot of things that can cause heart disease, but we have, you know, 28 days here to learn a little bit about each one of those things and try to help fix them. And is our heart health in our hands? I mean, we know we can control cholesterol and try to work on blood pressure. Is it all up to us? Well, that's a good question. So it's not all up to us. So, you know, there are certain things we just can't control. You know, if you have a family history, genetic problems, there are things that we can't control. Now, having said that, there are a lot of things we can control, like you said, cholesterol, blood pressure, you know, stress management. It's hard these days, but stress management is important. But if you can't control those, you know, and you know that there are family history or genetic factors, it's important to seek out your family doctor or cardiologist. All right. Well, I want to go through these kind of a frequently asked question method. Let's start out with blood pressure. Uh, I guess my heart pumps at a certain pressure, and that uh, fills up my veins with uh, blood. Describe blood pressure from your vantage point. Yeah. So blood pressure seems to be this nebulous topic. It's sort of hard to understand exactly what it is and why does it lead to so many problems. The best analogy that I have is thinking about a a hose on a pump. You know, the pump is your heart and the hose are your arteries. The higher the pressure inside that artery, the hose, the harder the heart will have to work. In addition, higher pressures can put a lot of stress in the arteries and that can cause arterial disease, heart attacks, and strokes. If your heart has to pump harder, it can lead to congestive heart failure. So this is the reason why blood pressure is important. Now there's two numbers, that there's a top number, one that goal generally is about 120, and there's a bottom number, the diastolic number, the goal is really around 70. The top number is when your heart contracts, and that gives you that, that pressure in your arteries, and when your, bottom, when your heart relaxes, that's the bottom number. It's really important that both these numbers be at goal because it gives us a good gauge about how your heart's working. Well, we certainly hear about plenty of people with high blood pressure. What is happening for these individuals? Yeah, so a lot of people think that, hey, blood pressure is not a problem because I don't feel anything. And, or they think, hey, I'm going to feel something, and that's when I need to see the doctor. Now, 
most people cannot feel blood pressures that are un unless they get into the 180s, 190s, 200s. At that time, you really should be going to the emergency room. Those are very high, dangerous blood pressures. But the pressures that cause damage, slow damage over years are going to be that 130, 140s, 150s. These are constant stress on the arteries and heart, and those you can't generally feel. This is why it's really important to see your doctor on a regular basis, get blood pressure screenings, and if your blood pressure is abnormal, your doctor tells you it's abnormal, it may be time for lifestyle changes or medical therapy. Well, you explain what am I doing to make my blood pressure go up for those individuals affected by that. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that can increase your blood pressure. Some of the most common things include high salt intake, you know, heavy alcohol use, uh, smoking, and stress. Those are some of the most common causes for high blood pressure. Some of these things you can start to uh, improve by decreasing your salt intake, decreasing your alcohol use, and some stress management. All right, well, let's start at the bottom and talk about stress. What is it about stress that uh, does this? Um, sort of what is stress? I guess I, I should ask that. There's really, you know, if you've got a super swamped, busy day and everything's going, going to pot, um, yeah, <laughs> you might yeah. know what stress is without knowing what it is. Right, exactly. So stress, stress um, overall, if you think about what stress is day in and day out, you know, you're your work and you're trying to get your kids to school and you're running around and there's a COVID pandemic going on. Of course, these are little stress things that happen every day in and out for everybody. But the combination of uh, all of this that's happening and you're not able to manage, meaning, hey, I'm not able to fall asleep. I feel like my mind is running all the time. These are things that may tip you off to say, hey, this is just not my day in and day out stress. There's more going on. And this may also lead to high blood pressures. All right. And in what way does stress cause the blood pressure to go higher? Yeah. So if you can imagine you're, you are under stress, you have stress hormones in your body and these endorphins, they're just running around. You've and they, what they think is, that, hey, there's a flight or fight moment. We need to fight. There's something bad going on. And they tighten up everything. They're ready for a fight. And that increases your blood pressure. And this is what, again, on a regular basis, day in and day out, can lead to arterial damage and heart attacks and strokes. All right. So the, your body's sort of always getting ready to, to cope with all of this. That sends your blood pressure up. And that's a stressful situation. Do you ever get to a point where you say, okay, well, here's some simple ways to de-stress? Yeah. So there has everybody's going to have their own way to de-stress. Um, you know, and that could mean sitting in a dark room for five minutes, you know, taking some time for yourself. Trying, trying to just say, I'm going to turn the cell phone off. I'm going to turn the TV off. I'm not going to watch the news today. There's a lot of stuff going on. If you can start to, you know, take one or two things in your life that are causing you stress and say, I'm going to decrease or stop this today, that may help going to de-stress. Well, <laughs> you just listed my afternoon agenda, so maybe maybe I, could, <laughs> maybe I could cross something off the list there. Okay, so anything else as it related to blood pressure, stress? You also mentioned salt. That seems simple enough. You know, salt is really pretty prevalent mm -hmm. in our society, but we can control it. Uh, another, th what else can we control related to our uh, blood pressure? So, you know, regular things that we don't think about, getting sleep, getting eight or eight to ten hours of sleep a night. Now, it's not easy to do, uh, especially if you have kids or you have an early morning, a, a 
course, it's never going to be easy to do. But trying to manage, you know, getting to sleep at a certain time and then uh, waking up at a certain time, sort of have a routine-driven uh, sleep mechanism, that can be really helpful in decreasing your blood pressure. Okay, so salt, sleep, and stress, three S's. So somebody's probably yeah. w- getting ready to make a poster out of that. Uh, <laughs> cholesterol, you mentioned that. Uh, cholesterol is not, not all cholesterol is created equal. You know that from the blood tests we've received over the years. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so cholesterol is another thing that's somewhat nebulous, but cholesterol is a fat. Um, your, your liver makes cholesterol. It's a fat that sort of goes around and, you know, it does some important activities in your body, and your liver makes plenty of it. Well, over the years, we've started to eat a diet that's high in cholesterol. You know, your butters, your vegetable oils, a lot of these uh, red meats, things that are high in saturated fats. What ends up happening is, well, there's an excessive amount your body doesn't really need, well, where is it going to go? It sort of just flies around in your arteries and then says, oh, I'm going to sit here in the arteries. It starts building up within the arteries and veins, and this is what leads to heart attack and strokes. Okay, so let's talk about, you mentioned a couple of foods that have the uh, Mm -hmm. cholesterol in them. What's the difference between the good cholesterol and the bad cholesterol, and what should we do to control those? Yeah, so... The there's two cholesterols generally we talk about the LDL which is sort of the bad cholesterol now this LDL uh, the point of this cholesterol is to sort of made by the liver or ingested by food and it sort of goes around like I said and it does what it needs to do having said that if there's an excessive amount it starts to build up within your arteries now the good cholesterol the HDL as we know its job is the exact opposite. It sort of looks at these bad cholesterol sitting around everywhere and says, hey, we, we don't need this. What I'm going to do is I'm going to pick you up and bring you back to the liver so it can be destroyed. Now, LDL, the goal numbers, now there's a lot of different, there's some rules, um, but generally the LDL, if you've never had a heart attack, if you've never had strokes, if you don't have a lot of family history of anything, we like that to be below 100 milligrams per deciliter. If you've had heart attacks and if you've had strokes or your family history, we really want that number, the bad cholesterol, to be below 70. The HDL, the good cholesterol, we want that around about 40 milligrams per deciliter. There's no real good medications out there to increase your good cholesterol, but studies have shown the best way to increase your HDL is by exercise. Okay, so that's, uh, that led right into my next question. Exercise, uh, what else really helps work on your cholesterol? So lifestyle management is certainly going to help. So if you say uh, you're going to exercise 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day, just some aerobic exercises, that increases your good cholesterol or the good cleaning cholesterol, so that's good. Now, if you decrease the amount of saturated fats that we're eating or the cholesterol, foods that are high in cholesterol, like I said, you're going to have vegetable oil, you're going to have fats such as uh, pork meats, uh, bacon, um, red meats that are high in saturated fats, butters. Um, these are the things that are going to increase it. Now, if we change that lifestyle and say, I'm going to eat a little bit more, more of the olive oils, chicken, fish, nuts, legumes, beans, these are the things that are actually going to decrease that bad, bad cholesterol. All right, so uh, let's see. Let's see if I can combine all of these. Sleep in, walk to the country cupboard, and don't get bacon. I guess would atta- <laughs> attack all of these in the same, all at the same time. Well, thank you so much. Uh, please stay on the line. You hold on, and uh, we're going to come back at seven forty, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, how I can converse with you 
uh, either electronically or in person to make sure that we're talking about all these important heart health topics. Uh, Dr. Saqib Siddiqui is on the line. Hold on, sir. You're going to be back at 740, right? Yes. All right, fabulous. Okay, so you stand by, and uh, we're going to continue our conversation as we're kicking off our interviews associated with our Rock Red for Healthy Hearts at Evangelical Community Hospital. Dr. Saqib Siddiqui's on the line. He'll be back at 740. News and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. This is WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center is still taking fabulous care of us, so we appreciate his help and hard work. We are rocking red for healthy hearts with Evangelical Community Hospital, so we get to interview one of the cardiologists from uh, Heart and Vascular Center at Evangelical Community Hospital. Dr. Saqib Siddiqui is on the line right in the middle of our conversation about cholesterol, blood pressure, and and, uh, reducing stress, getting more sleep, exercise, a couple of two, three times a week vigorously and making sure that you're kind of taking good care of your diet. How's that for a quickie summary, Doc? That was fantastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to remember here. Well, plus between you and the previous uh, cardiologists and the registered dietitians we've had, uh, we're, we're starting to get a theme <laughs> building up here. I call it the usual shtick that uh, you good <laughs> doctors call in with. Well, we're, we're kind of making light of this a tiny bit, but is this kind of a conversation important for people in terms of heart health, to talk to their primary doc about their heart, their cholesterol, make sure they're, uh, that they know what the, the issues are and what to address? Absolutely. I think one of, the, one of the things that their family doctor or your cardiologist is there for is to talk about this. Now, they're not only there to see you when you're sick. They're certainly there for that. But, you know, the day in and day out, your, your yearly visits, even if you're feeling well, these are the times to bring up questions about your heart. Hey, how can I make my heart healthier? Hey, I have a family history of heart disease. How do I make make sure I don't get this? Are we checking blood pressure? Are we checking cholesterol? Am I on the right medications? Um, is my lifestyle good? What can I do to change these things? Uh, these are really, really important questions to ask, advocate for yourself, and this is when you can make your lifestyle a lot better. Now, when you're having that conversation, when does that conversation kind of uh, evolve into well, maybe I should do a test, a, a blood test, a, a uh, stress test where you use the treadmill and so on. When do you start to get into some of these tests? Yeah, so uh, your family doctor is going to be very, very adept at knowing exactly when you probably need a stress test or you need to see a cardiologist. Having said that, there's some important questions to sort of keep in the back of your mind. Hey, if you have a family history of heart disease that you know somebody had a heart attack in your family, you probably should have a higher goal of saying, huh, something may be up here. If, you, if you're getting chest pain or pressure or palpitations, fluttering in your heart, okay, these are things to say, all right, I may need to see a cardiologist right away uh, or have your family doctor look and say, yeah, you probably do need a cardiologist. If you have a history of cholesterol, blood pressure issues that are really tough or hard to control, or if you have a history of congestive heart failure, valve problems, you know, this is when you say, okay, we probably need to take a step back here and say, hey, do we need to do some further cardiac testing? So all of those things we should be able to produce relatively easy. If you get a wellness check, and then that includes some blood tests and so on, you're going to have your blood pressure and your cholesterol in hand, uh, not immediately at that moment, but in the, in the weeks ahead, you'll have those 
test results and of course you might know a little bit about your family history and you know about your lifestyle so as you see a primary care doc you basically have the tools in hand to start to assess your overall heart health Oh, absolutely, and and that's why we rely on those fam- the family doctors heavily because they already are coming in with when when we get a referral from family doctor, we're getting something that they're already worried about. They know that there's something going on, and that's why we're getting the referral. So their antenna is up, our antenna is up, and we're ready to go. When do you get to hear the phrase? It's time for you to talk to Doctor Siddiqui. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, you know, um, for me. Uh, I am more than happy to see anybody who says, I want my heart health to be better. So if that if that's what you want, then I'm happy to see you. But I will say, uh, you know, the family doctors are very good at that because, hey, the heart is leads to every other, a lot of medical problems. So their top, um, they know that, hey, we got to keep the heart healthy. But if you're having chest pain and pressure and palpitations, all the things that we've already talked about, um, I'd like to see you. But now one of the biggest stressors in my life that's causing me a ton of stress and lack of sleep is I've been referred to a cardiologist. <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> so hey, so if you're re- if you're related, if you are referred over to a cardiologist and you're worried, uh, you know, hey, something really bad is happening. It may not be, and this is what we're here to tease out. We're here to tease out: is this a real big problem, or is this a problem we can nip right in the bud um, very quickly? So. Don't stress out about it. Don't delay it. If your family doctor thinks you need to see the cardiologist, come with an open mind, and we will calm your nerves, and we will fix the problem that's ahead of us. All right. So at Evangelical Community Hospital, I get a chance to see you or one of your peers there. Then when do I get referred to someone else or you know, start to get into some of the more invasive screenings and that kind yeah. of thing? What else might happen? So when you see me, we will have a long visit. We will go over your cardiac history. We'll go over your family history. I'll do an exam. And generally, we have some screening cardiac testings that we do, echocardiogram, stress test, a nuclear exam. We have cardiac catheterizations that we can do. So we have a plethora of pretty much anything that we can do. And not only can we diagnose these problems, but we can fix these problems. If I refer you out to heart catheterizations because I think there may be a blockage. If I refer you to a stress test, I think, hey, you know, that chest pain or pressure may be something that's real and we need to figure that out. So I get send you for a stress echocardiogram or a nuclear stress test or something that gives me a better understanding of what's going on. Now, we can keep going down the road and keep saying, hey, there's a bigger problem or a bigger problem. Or as soon as we have a diagnosis and say, hey, we found out that you really didn't have a problem. Everything looks good here. I gave your heart a nice health check and everything looks good. We'll see you in a year or you see us when we need you. All right, and there's a uh, opportunity uh, for folks to follow up on these with a series of Rock Red for Healthy Heart events at Evangelical Community Hospital. We invite uh, people to check out WKOK.com or go to EvanHospital.com, and you can get lots more information on all of this. What else is it important to share about heart health and why it's important to make sure that other people kind of have a comparable conversation like we've had? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, this month for me is an important month because... Um, we can we have a couple of weeks here to sit down and really focus on one organ, your heart. And if you just take a couple of minutes to think about the things that lead to heart disease, like I said, lifestyle management, what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, how you're how you're managing stress, 
all of these things should be right on top for this month. And if you feel that any of these things are not being met or your criteria is just not there, you're, you know you're having stress and you can't manage it, you know you have family history, you know you may be predisposed, um, this is when you say, you know what, after this month or during this month, I'm going to reach out to my family doctor and say, hey, I'm focusing on my heart health. Let's get a checkup done today. All right. Well, we hope lots of people have that conversation. This is the time for that to be brought up and talked about and conversed with. Started with your primary care doctor, and then uh, maybe folks will get a chance to talk to you, Dr. Saqib Siddiqui. Thank you so much for calling in today. Very much appreciated. Thanks for all the information. You're very welcome. Do appreciate that. Dr. Saqib Siddiqui is at uh, Evangelical Community Hospital at Heart and Va- the Heart and Vascular Center at Evangelical Community Hospital, helping us kick off Rock Red for Healthy Hearts at uh, WKOK.